Okay, we are recording. Welcome to episode two. Um, I have a very special guest, my first guest on my podcast, Vincent DiLorenzo. I am the guy that was wearing the fedora in the last episode. <laughs> and you're wearing a fedora right now. How could I not? You're wearing the same fedora. How, right could, how could I not? I don't know. It looks like it's hurting a bit. Yeah, it is. It is time to get a new one. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, so welcome to my podcast. What are we going to talk about? Hmm. Well, obviously we need to talk about your first podcast. Okay. All right. What about my first podcast? Um, so you did spill your, your life story on there quite a bit, and I, and I listened to it, obviously. Okay, well, that's good. So you're prepared with content. It's exactly that, but I did listen to the, uh, to the podcast. Is this going to be like a Joe Rogan podcast? Of course, obviously. Sweet. So does that mean there's going to be like weed and all sorts of things here today? Uh, here today? I don't know. You can look around the room. I think there's like three wilted sunflowers and a bottle of water. Yeah. So I don't think so. Uh, I quit smoking anyway. Yeah. Well, that's what, good. What a terrible decision. Eh, well, you know, at least you did the sensory deprivation tanks. So a little bit of Joe Rogan there. Yeah, for sure. That was a really cool experience. Except for when you get salt water in your eye. Yes. And you think you're going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> so. What about my podcast? Was hmm. this before or after you fell asleep, by the way? Well, so, yeah, I fell asleep the first time within, you know, three minutes of turning it on, so you shouldn't feel bad. Cool. Right. Great. The second time, I did listen to the whole entire thing oh. in, one, in one sitting. Oh. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that sticks out in my mind about the podcast uh-huh. is uh, the comment about not having your dreams and goals um, written, which we've talked about before. <laughs> oh, we're supposed to talk about you during this podcast, not me. Right. Uh, okay. What about not having my dreams or goals written down? It's just something you absolutely have to do in, you know, in life. I would say, you know, 10, it was probably close to 10 years ago, maybe nine years ago that I started writing down my goals. I probably always had some pretty crazy dreams. And I, I followed those, but I never really had goals. And, you know, as soon as I started writing them down, my life changed a lot. And, you know, I would write, actually, I read two books that really influenced me, um, which one of them is probably not that relevant anymore, but 40 hour work week. It's four hour work week. Oh, that's, <laughs> you don't want to work 40 hours a yes, week. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that's what right. everyone does and hates their lives. <laughs> right, yes. Four hour work week probably was the book that influenced me to start writing my goals. And I also read The Power of Now, read both those books like back to back. And, you know, ever since I started writing those goals, you know, like your one year, three year, five year goals, you probably do like a lifetime one, three, goal five. or maybe even a 10, it's up to yeah. you. But, you know, it's like, it absolutely changes the trajectory of your life. Mm. So you, you need to write your goals. Okay. I don't know about that. Well, come well, on. I don't have any goals. It's uh, all right. I definitely know it's kind of it's a little bit challenging to come up with, huh? Yeah. Like, how did you come up with your goals? Well, I mean, I just want to save dogs and like, right? 
So I do that. All right. So for me, I, a big part of it was traveling and I always wanted to find a way to, to travel. You know, um, I guess one of my lifetime dreams or goals was to live overseas or, or something like that. And so, you know, I had to look at residual income. So I was starting to look at, um, you know, rental properties, you know, only rental properties and just, you know, managing uh, the real estate sales team. And so, you know, life was like really tough when, you know, the economy collapsed, uh, you know, a few years back. And, you know, I, I guess I started writing those goals to help me do the things I really wanted to do in life. And so you started all this when the economy collapsed? Um, I mean, you know, it was probably, it was probably like 2010, you know, something somewhere along in there, but you have to have some personal goals in there too. I mean, you know, shouldn't it be like exactly business focus. It's like what you want to do with your life, but you have to break it down into actionable steps and items, you know? So, um, yeah. So how did you, all right. So you, you just talked about building residual income and then you came up with this idea when the market was at its worst, right? Well, I, you know, I think I was interested in this long before then. I think, you know, certain people probably influenced me a bit about, you know, what I wanted to do in life. And so that idea was, that wasn't, I want to sell houses when I grow up. No, no, it was, it was, it was about how I could live overseas or travel around the world. So I always had to have jobs where, you know, I had some sort of, you know, freedom or was my own boss or, Mm -hmm. you know, how could I do this? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and I think there was people that influenced my life earlier and then, you know, I guess I started looking at these and writing these goals later in life. So, all right. Who had the biggest influence on your goals? Um, it's, hmm. So, wow. Yeah. I would think it's partly due um, to some motorcycle racing buddies of mine years ago i used to race motorcycles a little bit and um a little bit yeah yeah a little bit and i used to i used to work for this um in in race with this company based out of frederick um and the owner of that company um i think i went on my first you know i saw him run the business and we would travel around the u.s um, he, he makes the leather suits, boots, and, and racing gloves for racers and, and street riders wear them too. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of it's due to him and some other people I met, you know, in that, uh, in that realm, I always just wanted to continue to travel. And so I, you know, when I, when I was done racing, I was just, I got addicted to traveling during this process and it was, you know, as exciting as racing was without risking your life. So I think, you know, some of those people had a large influence on, on my, on my goals for sure. I don't know. Some of the places that you went, it was definitely a little risky, a little life risky. What was that story you told me about um, the Uruguay border? Was it? Oh yeah. 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 
That's a little, little life risky. Well, yeah, there's once in Uruguay, I fell asleep on a bus and I woke up in Paraguay, but also oh. on that same trip, I, yeah, I got stuck in between the border of Argentina and Brazil and I was trying to make it to Iguazu Falls. That was really dangerous. Yeah, so. Um, so don't don't get on the border in a bus and try to go to waterfalls? Well, don't you, go chasing waterfalls? No, you just <laughs> should be prepared. I had zero preparation. Got it. I think on that trip, so, okay, here's another big influence in my life. There was this documentary, um, a Map for Saturday, and, um, you know, so I, I got addicted to traveling a little bit. I've been to Russia a few times and a few other countries. Um, but I watched this documentary. It's called A Map for Saturday. And if you want to travel the world, you have to watch this documentary. But I, so I watched it and, you know, I wanted to give a test run. I guess one of my dreams was always to take a trip around the world. And so I wanted to give a little test run of this, you know. So I, I traveled a decent amount and been to some places and experienced some things. But I never really, you know, I guess I never had the, uh, I don't know how to say it. I, I never just had the preparation or a mindset to just like, you know, go and travel the whole world for, you know, close to a year or something like that. So I wanted to give it a test run and see if I could do it. And so I booked a flight to, gosh, I guess I flew into Buenos Aires, Argentina. And then I didn't book any hotel rooms. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I had one book oh. for the night I arrived. I think I think at the time I was dating someone, and they booked the like first night of somewhere, and I didn't know where that was until I landed. Partly due to disorganization, and partly due to I just wanted to just go with the flow and see what happens. So I might have had maybe one night arranged for for my very first night there, but then I just winged it the whole rest of the trip, and yeah, definitely left. You know, I, I ran into some precarious situations, but that was just surely due to not being prepared or very smart. They could have easily have been avoided. But I think when you're traveling, you know, in, in, you know, in a way like this, that like those things are just going to happen. Right. So I mean, it was a little bit dangerous, but it, it was okay. Yeah. I guess I, I didn't die. And so <laughs> But did you die? <laughs> um, so how did you, all right, well then, I mean, uh, we talk about traveling business a lot separately, but together, you know, we don't really discuss like how you managed, like in that instance, how were you traveling, taking off like for, you know, four or five months at a time and then still having a business to come back to? Well, I, so Usually I only travel for, you know, a month or two at a time. I mean, I definitely did one six month trip, you know, but obviously having, first of all, when you do it, you know, for the shorter trip, say you're going for a month or two. Um, yeah, you're just working a lot while you're away. It's tough and you have to have, you know, business partners and, and help at home. So, um, you know, it's certainly challenging. Um, yeah, I mean, and surrounding yourself with, you know, the right people and, you know, people with like-minded goals really helps. That's for sure. Yeah. So basically like having a team to run like your business while you're gone type of thing? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you can't do everything, you know? And so 
having a team helps. You don't have to have a team. I mean, I did it for years, you know, by myself. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes I would just, you know, kind of employ someone temporarily to fill in while I was gone. Um, you know, some of the years I probably had a small team. Right. Um, you know, like, so when I have the small team, it, you know, it helps a lot. Like I can really try to disconnect. I mean, even on the, so the years where I was going away for one or two months at a time, you know, I would, I would typically leave around November, you know, or December and come so back. slow season for real estate. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. come back maybe two months later, but you know, even during those years, I would still work more than a nine to fiver. Right. You know, if you were to put together all the hours I worked during that year versus a nine to fiver, I definitely worked more. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, but I guess that was actually always one of my goals was to make sure I went on these, one of these trips and to take it back a step further. I think this all came about when, um, so it was, it was probably about 2010 and, you know, nothing was going right for me in Baltimore, you know, um, the real estate, uh, market had collapsed, the economy had collapsed. Um, so just things were tough. I didn't have you know, anyone in my life was probably not super healthy at the time as well. You know, I wasn't surrounded by, you know, a whole lot of good people. I definitely had some, some good friends, but it just, you know, it wasn't the best scene at the time for a lot of people. I mean, it was, you know, it's it, tough time. I mean, yeah. people got into whatever made them feel good for that moment, you know, yeah. like yeah. the people were just getting by. I mean, I remember my parents, like, both in real estate and it was tough. Like I think Bob got into selling like home improvement stuff. Can you imagine Bob like going to sit at a desk selling home improvement pieces, yeah. like siding, you right? know, yeah. like yeah. it's crazy. I, I mean, you did what you could do to get by. Yeah. So it was during that time, my credit cards were certainly close to maxed out. <laughs> well, of course, if you're in real Oof. estate back then. And if you're in real estate now, I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, like my credit cards were close to maxed out, just things weren't going right, you know, my social life. So I, I booked a one-way ticket to Australia and, you know, and I read those couple books that really helped, you know, The Power of Now, Four Hour Work Week, and I just met, you know, a couple really good friends who I, I, I go see almost every year. Um, R.I.P. Frankie. <laughs> yeah, not Frankie though, but I, I met Frankie the next year. But um, yeah, so, you know, and then what happened was I, I just stumbled across this beach town where I met a couple people who, um, who I'm really in a lot of contact with still. And we kind of have a little bit of a business venture together out of Australia. I was in this small beach town called Lorne. And um, yeah, so I started writing my goals down in Lorne. And then for over the next 10 years, so that was probably around about 2009, 2010, over the next 10 years, I probably went back to that same place to write my goals at least six or seven times. Wow. So I would, like I kind of coined that as my lucky place. Where's Lauren in Australia? So <laughs> it's, it's a few, hour, a few hours uh, south of Melbourne, Australia, which is on the East Coast down the Great Ocean Road. Um, yeah, so the first time I was there, I actually, I think I'd flown into Sydney, um, you know, went around Sydney for a few days. It was right around the holidays, so it was terrible because I was staying at these cheap 
hostels and whatnot, and everyone was partying, and I just wasn't in a partying mood. So then I took a, but Sydney was amazing, of course, by the way. Wow. Yeah, I did some really cool stuff on that trip. Oh, Lauren is in Victoria, Australia. Yeah, that is by true. By the way. That's, wow. That's the name of the state. Yeah. Yeah. So then I went, <laughs> went to, I took a train to Melbourne and then, you know, rented a car and explored the coast of, of Australia and found Lauren. So that came, that kind of became my spot to write my goals. I'm just saying that you manifested me into your life. <laughs> <laughs> you went to a place named after me multiple times. Um, you had a stuffed animal named after me. So <laughs> Do not if, bring Vincent Lorenzo into this. So if anyone manifested <laughs> anyone, it's probably vice versa. Oh, gosh. Okay, so for listeners wondering, um, I have a pillow pet that I got when I was about 13 or 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school, and it's a tiger. And at the time, I was like, what am I going to name this guy? Like, I think my friend had a unicorn, and she named her Princess Bubblegum. And I was like, I'm going to name mine Vincent Lorenzo. And then flash forward, is it 8, 10? Where are we? How many years later? And there you were. And I met you, and I didn't know your last name. And then you told me your last name, and... My face just like went beat red because I was like, "Oh, my pillow pet's named after you." <laughs> oh wow, gosh, that's awesome. I mean, I don't know, like, okay, we went to Nepal or whatever. That was pretty inspiring and like spiritual, and I felt like I could really like connect with the world there. But I'm hiking and like trying not to die and just breathe every day. Like I'm not thinking about writing goals. Like and when I'm sitting here, home, like I'm just so in it. I can't even think about goals. Yeah, I'm well, just so in it. So I mean, that's probably why Lauren was kind of maybe my place to write goals. Now when I go back there, I mean it's a little bit harder for me. Lauren's kind of more crowded, and it's you know I need to find my new spot or just my. I don't know, but it, yeah, it's tough. Like, you know, being here and writing goals would be hard for me as well too. I, that's why I almost always write them, you know, when I'm away yeah. in a place where my mind is in the right spot yeah. too. I mean, I tried when we were uh, on the sky bus in uh, Thailand. I was like typing notes, writing goals, but they were all business related, you, you know? You mean like on... Sky train or whatever? Yeah. 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 Well, the sky train doesn't seem like a very conducive place to go riding. I mean, yeah, you're right. I was listening to uh, Simon Sinek's Find Your Why or what, or Start With Why or whatever right, it is yeah, yeah. Um, while we were sitting there. I think we were going to Mocha um, yeah. and uh, I, was, I was writing goals. Mocha is the modern, oh my gosh, I forget what Mocha stands for. That's terrible. Museum of Contemporary Art. Oh yeah, my goodness. There you go. Yeah, in Bangkok, by the way, that place is one of my favorite art museums in the world. It's amazing. So if you ever go to Bangkok, go check out the mocha there. Yeah, he mailed a book back that was probably cost you, what, 20 bucks? You spent $100 to ship it back? Something like that. Yeah. Maybe I spent 80 for three books and it was, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. 100 and something to mail them. Yeah. I've been to that museum crazy. probably, I don't know, at least six times. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't find my goals right now. I'm looking and I really can't find them. Yeah. I mean, you have to be in the right frame of mind and it helps to be in the right place for sure. 
Yeah, I literally just have like a list of to do things in real estate. So that's fun. Uh, oh, I have a landmark form note in here. All right, so cool. I need to write my goals. You go to cool places to write your goals. I'm not going to cool places to write my goals. I mean, I am going to cool places, but like, I don't know. I'm just not in that mindset when I'm there because I'm still working. You know, when we're yeah. away, I work even more. Oh, yeah. It's tough. It's really hard. I mean, I think so part of it could have been also, you know, so then my goals were some of my easier goals to achieve or goals I wanted to force myself to achieve were to, you know, go make sure I go on the trip mm -hmm. to go back to write my goals again. Right. You know, so you, you know, you bust your ass so hard for a year. It's like, you know, yeah. what's the point unless there was a reward at, at the end of it or something. Yeah. And not only is it a reward, but it's also, you know, um, it's also something very, you know, fulfilling and, and, you know, it continues that longer journey of, you know, fulfilling those other, you know, your one year, three year, five year goals. So um, it just became, you know, just. So you're about to achieve your goal, like your big one. So I did look at my, my goals a little bit mm -hmm. before we came here today. Oh, did you? Um, I don't think I've ever seen them. Uh, you might have, but, um, you know, my goals evolve over the years. I might be two years behind some of my goals that I had set in previous years. But if I were to look at, you know, where that sits now from where I started, you know, <laughs> it's just such a big difference. Right. You know, like, so when I first set my, my goals, I don't want to say it was almost unbelievable, but it was, you know, hmm, gosh, it has been a long journey, but you know, I would be, I would be happy with where it's at now. Um, you know, and so I guess on, you know, one of my last trips, I had some soul searching to do when we were, I guess you were leaving Nepal because, you know, work was just too hectic and it Don't wasn't, it wasn't much of a vacation, you know, with both, both of us there and being, you know, working. Yeah. And we had just, I mean, we had trimmed down our team like completely. It was just us at that point. Yeah, but that wasn't, maybe that was two years ago. This past year though. So, you know, like you were literally on top of, well, you were towards the top of Mount Everest, you know. Closing deals. <laughs> right, yeah. The yeah. phone calls were $4 a minute and we're just like laying in, you know, a shed. Yeah, we were in a tea house yeah. slash shed, yeah. you know, just thinking how ridiculous this was. So yeah. it was tough. Like you had to go home. Yeah. But then, you know, when I was able to continue the journey. Yeah, then you rode a motorcycle. Oh, yes, that's what it is. So so John was with us. John yeah. John was just going through something big in his life as well. And so he recommended a book. That was, you know, the alchemist. Yeah, it was very influential to someone special in his life. And so then he read it and he doesn't read a lot of books. Um, and he gave it to me as a gift at the end of the trip. And so you went home. I went to Thailand to kind of sample a little bit of another crazy dream of mine that I haven't really told anyone, which is to ride a motorcycle around the world. So much like that Uruguay trip, 
Um, I, think, just, I think you bring that up to me like at least once a week. <laughs> but I don't, I don't share it with anyone else. So you're oh. like, you're probably one of. Now you're sharing with the world. Well, I guess. I yeah. think my mom is going to hear it now. Yeah. But, you know, you were probably one of maybe two people that I really ever said that to or, or just a few anyway. But so, yeah, so then I continued on in, in Thailand and, you know, rented a motorcycle for a week and just, you know, just drove, well, rode kind of, you know, without a itinerary, you know, or just to see how it goes, you know, sample like a long distance trip. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Well, so (laughs) (laughs) for me, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. And Buck over here, look, like he's giving you sad eyes. Yeah, but so back to the Alchemist. So, you know, part of the Alchemist, which is an amazing book, and it kind of reignited a little bit of a fire in me right now, because I was grappling with some of my goals. And in the Alchemist, the same things happening with kind of the character and, and the Alchemist, like, you know, at, at a few points, he's maybe really close to achieving his goals. And he's just that one step away. And, you know, almost pulls back and, and doesn't go for it, you know, so it's kind of grappling with that. And it was really, uh, uh, how do I say it really, I guess, special that, you know, John gave me that book, because at the time, you know, I definitely needed it. And it's, you know, I still think about that book now because I'm still grappling with some of these goals. But um, yeah, anyway, you have to, you know, make those goals and dreams less uh, for sure. It's going to, you know, absolutely change the trajectory of your life. Yeah, you know, I, I guess it's, it's different. I work with, you know, so many successful driven people who have these goals that they write down, like, you know, have a plan and 411 and all the other like KW stuff. And even the people outside of KW that I know who are like super successful, like they have these goals and stuff like that. And um, I talk about being successful and achieving stuff. And like, I'm always amping up other people to reach these goals and write down their goals and whatever. And then I feel like a poser and a hypocrite because I'm sitting here with like, save three dogs, donate $500 a year to Wings of Love, like, you know, right. So it's not that big of, I mean, it's not that big of a deal for me. I, one of my big goals was to like start teaching classes. Yeah. Um, with like KW and I, I did that. So that's good. Um, yeah, you know, I don't have so, well, all right. So I can see how that's slightly hard to grapple with. I think it'll come to you. But also, you know, I wrote, I don't know what you exactly call it. I, I started writing, you know, like, almost like a life statement or a life mission, mm, you know. A mission statement. Um, and I, so I, I read that a little bit actually today. Oh. And I, I really, and I wrote it a few years back for sure. And I really liked it. And you know, I can see, you know, parts of it is, you know, it is how I'm living my life and, and coming true. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, inner search and, you yeah. know, some of this goal writing might seem, I don't know, um, like if it's all focused on business, it, it shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, some of it might have to be business oriented to get, you know, the results that you want, right. you know? Right. Um, so... Yeah, but it's, you know, it's something, you know, it'll change the trajectory of your life, you know? Yeah. So how can you not do it? But I don't, like, I honestly, I don't know what I want. 
Right. Well, I have no idea. Like past, like very basic things. I have like, I mean, I know I want to travel and I know I want to get married someday and I know I want to have a cool dog. So did one of those things. I have a really cool dog. (laughs) Um, but you know, like past that, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know. And I feel like traveling, like that's on everyone's list. Like that's a cop out, you know, and getting married. Well, but that's a cop out too. Yeah. But uh, all right. So, but not everyone travels, you know? Um, so it's not exactly a cop out, you know? Um, yeah, you know, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm kind of, and I'm grappling with like, you know, what do I really want to do? So I really like real estate and that's cool, but I'm realizing, no, not but, and I'm realizing that to be an agent, like I can't leave. And if I do leave, I have to be like connected to my phone. And if I do leave, clients fire me for having a vacation that I told them about like months ago before they even hired or when well, they hired me. Yeah. I you mean, know? that might be frustrating, but you have to live your life and, yeah. you know, but look, you know, I semi made it out of that loop. So right. you know, obviously you can too. And also you just, you know, it's something we discussed in the past, unfortunately, I mean, it's almost, you know, part of the business. If you're not yeah. home grinding, you might lose some business right. unless you have, you know, some, good. you know, unless you have a team and some systems in place. Leverage. Um, but you can't always win and you all, and you need to, you know, live life is just, you know, you just can't work all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kills you. Yeah. It totally does. So, you know, it's like about finding you know, that balance as best you can. And I mean, that's kind of why I did that, you know, 10 months, seven days a week working and try to take two months off if I could, Mm -hmm. you know, type situation. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I, 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 it took years before I could really get to that point. Right. How long did it take you to get to that point? Well, well, I mean it. Let's see. Hold on. Hmm. How long were you working in real estate <laughs> before you ran away for your little trip? All right. So, hmm. well, yes. But if we go back to 2010, it wasn't that busy back then. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. real. How many years did it take? <laughs> so basically, I get what you're saying. I get it. Like to be able to effectively like leave, still be generating income. Correct. Yeah. It takes yeah. a while. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you know, you have to really be running a business. Right. And so if you're, if you're actually truly running a business, it's not just you. Right. You know, there's, there's has to be more moving parts to it. If it's just you, it's yeah. not a business. Yeah. That's just you. Yeah. Solopreneurship. So proprietorship, I think. I think it's what the the millennials say these days. Okay. Cool kids. Right, yes. (laughs) The millennials who don't know how to change light bulbs in their rental properties. Uh Oh, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to call out stupidity on my 
podcast. Um, I think CNN's going to come after you. CNN? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I'm just hating all millennials. What can I say? Um, no. But, no, it's, like, it's, it's not instant gratification. You're right. It's a lot of work, and it's a lot of missing out on other stuff. Um, oh, yeah. There, I mean, that's definitely a huge side of it. I can't over all of these years, I've missed out on so much stuff. Like I know, well, I heard this in your podcast too about, you know, maintaining relationships and whatnot. Like I know, unfortunately I lost contact with, you know, a lot of my friends and, and didn't spend enough time with a lot of my family. So, um, you know, it's, it, it was a huge sacrifice and yeah, you know, it's, it's always, it's not a good sacrifice um, all the time. You, you know, you have to, try to find that balance for sure. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I'm not willing to do is sacrifice my relationships for a business. But when you're a workaholic, it just happens. I understand that, but like you can do check-in. I mean, I, I know sometimes you don't like to answer your phone, but like you can pick up your phone, you can text people, you can call people like, you know, in the age of social media, you can check in with people all the time, almost every day. So while, yeah, you're not like, you know, this year we haven't even gone to the track for motorcycle racing, like at all, you know, and it's because why? Because we've been doing open houses like crazy and we've been working like crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we even scheduled, we've scheduled days to take off to go do this. And then the day comes and we still don't go because we're so wrapped up in work in our heads. We don't even have like an appointment that day, but we're like, we're so in it in our heads that you don't go and that's just I don't know it's terrible it's not a way to live I know you can drop dead like that yeah and then what oh that was such a waste yeah terrible yeah yep and then that listing agreement you know that you didn't get signed but you had to prepare for it doesn't mean anything yep yeah yeah no these people aren't going to be here. For, well, you're not going to be here forever. Other people aren't going to be here forever. Like, you know, like I said, my podcast, my first episode, you know, my grandfather died and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. People die. Yeah. I grew up in a funeral home and I did not realize in all those years that people actually like die. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And then I could die. Yeah. I could be painting my sister's nursery and then driving home and just drop dead. Mm, that sounds pretty. Yeah. That's what happened. What do you mean? That's what happened to my grandfather. He was painting my sister's nursery. Oh, right. We all left the house. Yeah. My dad turned around to go pick, pick something back up and right. my, my grandfather went to cardiac arrest on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to end on a morbid note. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like at the end of the day you have to live your life and I should write down these goals so that I don't live this life of just kind of idly passing the days. Well, yeah. I mean, that's obviously the other thing Yeah, is, you know, life gets away from you. So if you're not working towards something before you know it, you're going to have a lot of regrets at the end of it, you know? Yeah. No, 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 not that I know of. It's like dude has a neck tat that says no, Regrets. This is a movie. Yeah, I forget what movie it is. It has like the guy from The Hangover there who's missing a tooth, and I think Jenna Aniston's in it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, 
All right. So what's your biggest personal achievement then? Oof. Uh, um, that's a really tough question. I, I don't know. My biggest personal achievement? Okay. Or the, your biggest personal goal you're working towards? Like, I don't know. I consider residual income business goal. Yeah. Hmm. Because you're just sitting here telling me I can't make all my business goals. So. Well, so I, I guess it's one I'm still grappling with, which would yeah. be, you know, potentially, you know, riding a motorcycle around the world yeah. or, you know, living overseas for, you know, and changing my life drastically, which, yeah. you know, I think both of these were goals I had set a long time ago. And now, you know, they're close to, you know, becoming reality. And so I'm a little, I'm kind of grappling with, actually, I'm really excited just thinking about it. <laughs> because you're not grappling with it. Right. Well, you know, it's still, but I, I don't know if that's really a good goal to bring up here, but yeah, I mean, I kind of want to, you know, I don't know, either take another long trip around the world or ride a motorcycle around the world um, or something along those lines. All right. Well, I think we'll end on that and then come back to you in a few months when you've worked on those goals and figured out if you're going to take that trip. Guess we'll have to see. Guess so. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry for the long wait. Um, I will be doing another episode this week to make up for my last week. Stay tuned, and I will talk to y'all soon. Goodbye, Vincent. Have a good one.